One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Tuesday morning, the 19th of January. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. The tributes being paid to Salson Xavier, a nurse who died from COVID yesterday, highlight the urgent need for frontline staff to receive the vaccine as a priority. It also adds to the controversy over family members of staff in the Coombe and the Rotunda receiving what has been described as leftover vaccines. I think the HSE has guidance in place as to how to handle and deal with leftover vaccine. I think it's right that there's, let's say, arrangements in place to try and maximise the use of every single vial, given how uh, precious it is. That guidance was issued after what happened in the Coombe and how the manager of that hospital made the vaccine available to two of his own children. I know that the Minister has sought a report from um, one institution uh, where the, a question was raised. The Chief Medical Officer, Tony Houlihan, seen surprised to learn that a manager with the authority to deliver the vaccine made the decision that he did make. I think all of us here will recognise and I think all people in leadership positions across uh, the health system will recognise their particular responsibilities in not, not only following but being seen to uphold the highest standards in terms of supporting the distribution of the vaccine to the highest priority groups uh, and those are those uh, groups at whom vaccine is currently targeted and the guidance in, in respect of the use of the leftover doses, if we can call them that, uh, is about reinforcing the need to ensure that those additional doses would also be targeted to people and arrangements be put in place targeted to people who are in those highest priority groups. The HSE has since introduced protocols for hospitals with so-called leftover vaccines. The planners are now advised to have a list of 120 healthcare workers on standby so that should there be any additional doses left over or for some unanticipated uh, reason a clinician who was scheduled was unable to attend that they would have have a list of uh, personnel that they can pull in at short notice to receive those excess doses. That protocol was issued on the 12th. The decision in the Coombe was taken on the 9th of uh, this month. So that protocol wasn't in place uh, at the time of the incidents we discussed earlier. So that shouldn't happen again. But what is clear is that some hospitals are getting more vaccine quicker. Hospital staff in the southwest are four times more likely to have been vaccinated than staff here in the northeast. Yeah, I think the supply has been uh, a little bit uneven uh, more uneven than was anticipated. Um, so the uh, larger acute hospitals um, have uh, received a vaccine um, in, in greater quantities than other hospitals. Um, but it was um, more about uh, using the 
doses efficiently, effectively, and learning how to uh, deliver um, this you know, new uh, vaccine. Locally, there is anger among the staff. And as we discussed uh, the rollout of uh, vaccines on the programme yesterday, Paula, Annette and Laura were three of the four midwives who called us. They rang in one after the other to make their annoyance public through the radio station. So was, there was certainly um, some teething problems in the first stage, but I think we have a lot of learnings now from our first couple of weeks of vaccine rollout and we'll build on that uh, as the supplies come in. That's Dr Vida Hamilton, the National Clinical Advisor and Group Lead of the Acute Hospitals for the HSE. On the line with us now is Gronia Milner, who's uh, Director of Midwifery for the hospitals in County Louth and also our Ladies' Hospital in Navan. And a very good morning to you, Gronia, and thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm not sure uh, that the people working under you this morning uh, will uh, accept uh, that they haven't been vaccinated, based on what we heard on the phones yesterday, that they haven't been vaccinated because of these teething problems. Good morning, Michael, and uh, thank you for asking me on this morning to discuss the, the vaccination rollout. Um, I suppose, Michael, it's just to start um, as the Director of Midwifery here and as a member of the senior management team, um, I share the concerns of the midwives who called you yesterday. Um, and I suppose just to go maybe back and give you a little bit of um discussion around uh, the vaccination programme. Like last week, um, we were informed here for the Women and Children's Services were going to be prioritised for vaccine this week in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital. Um, all the names of the staff were sent to the vaccination hub to generate the appointments. And then yesterday morning, we were told that there was no vaccines this week, that the government were continuing with the rollout to the nursing homes. I mean, this is absolutely heartbreaking for the staff here and also hugely upsetting um, for everyone in the organisation. Like, we are ready. We are ready here to receive the vaccines. Uh, We have uh, 30 peer vaccinators trained, and that's thanks to the Director of Nursing, Adrian Cleary, for setting up that service. We have the area available. We have the equipment. We have the appointment slots. But we actually have no vaccines. No vaccines. No, no person has been uh, uh, vaccinated at this stage. No, no. Uh, I suppose in maternity services that is correct. But there were one thousand. Um, sorry, there's one thousand and sixty-one staff here in the hospital. We're part. I suppose the maternity unit is part, as you know, of the acute hospital, Our Lady of Lourdes. And we would have, as the senior management team, a decision was made, which was the correct decision. To the first vaccines would be rolled out to the staff who work in the COVID wards and then our ED and our ICU. So the first week, um, the week of the 4th of January, we were able to vaccinate 537 frontline staff. And then the second week, we were able to vaccinate 524 staff. So there's 1,061 staff in the organisation um, already vaccinated. Mm. But we had ordered, um, and we order on a continuous weekly basis, we had ordered 1,700 vaccines to arrive over a three-day period this week. And if they had arrived, Michael, we wouldn't be in this situation and we wouldn't have the frustration um, of the staff because we would have been able to vaccinate the remaining staff in Our Lady of Lourdes. Mm. We would have been able to vaccinate the staff in Louth County Hospital and also assist with vaccinating the the GPs in the area. And you know what happened? Is it because uh, Pfizer shut down the production, uh, uh, its production facility for a week? No, I... I, Nothing to do with that. I don't believe that's the case. I do believe that what has been decided was to continue the rollout of the vaccines to the nursing homes. And I mean, I believe we're, we're not the only acute hospital, you know, mm. that has this issue. But it is 
it is very frustrating. I mean, we do have, so we've done what we can, I suppose, to this point to protect the staff mm. and our patients because we have the availability of our PPE, we have the training done in, mm. you know, COVID education. We are very good at our hand hygiene and our social distancing. But the issue for us and the frustration, I suppose, that's palpable amongst the staff here is that... Well, obviously, I mean, it's very unusual for so many staff members to call the radio station. I I take it from what you said earlier on that you agree with the approach that's being taken in prioritising staff. The COVID ward first, uh, the ICU and uh, emergency department and the maternity service bottom of the list. But if you look at maternity service... Now, hold on. No, oh, okay. Stop you there, Michael. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I didn't mean... No, no, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. There's no problem. We're here for a nice discussion on what the facts mm. are. So we're certainly not... Uh, I, I would never consider maternity to be bottom up. Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean yeah, it no, but I mean, the I way it sounded, probably. But I do want mm-hmm. to explain to you mm-hmm. that there is, you know, there are wards here that have are, are completely uh, COVID wards, you know, mm. COVID positive patients. Sure. And they're then the emergency department. And we, we have been working mm. on this now for the best part of a year. I, I know. I, I, have a, I do have an important point to come to, I think, Grania, yeah, yeah, uh, because, I, because I think what, what, what you were saying was that you agreed that certain staff were prioritised over the staff in maternity because they're more at risk. But when you compare like with like uh, and you look at maternity services in the Coombe or maternity services mm. in the Rotunda, it must be galling for your staff members to hear of leftover vaccine or surplus vaccine. Uh, absolutely, Michael. I mean, the thing about this is, you know, there are some hospitals now who have vaccinated all their staff and are, those staff are due to have their second vaccine. Whereas the staff here, and it's not just the staff in women and children's services, it's the remaining wards in the general hospital here as well mm. who haven't been vaccinated. And, and, you know, to think that some people are going to be receiving their second vaccine because their hospitals have managed to vaccinate all staff up until this point, that is very frustrating. And I can't comment on what was done with leftover vaccines. You know, I I really can't because I don't know the ins and outs of it. But what I am appealing to is to the government to realise that the frontline staff in the acute services are really crying out for this vaccine. You know, we are are maintaining safety, as I was trying to explain to you there, you know. And we are obviously encouraging all pregnant women who are out there to please attend and come for your appointment, you know, when, when your appointment, your antenatal appointments, if they're in labour, do not stay at home because they're afraid of catching COVID or they're thinking now the staff are not vaccinated so they're not safe. Mm. We are safe. We put every, um, we put every, uh, sorry, we put everything in place to divide, you know, COVID and non-COVID areas. We want people to come in. If you're sick, please come to hospital. Do not stay out there if, if you're afraid of, you know, staff not being vaccinated. Well, I'm trying to say here, and I'm 100% behind the staff mm. in this situation, is that we need the vaccine. We are frontline workers and we need the vaccine. And that is what I'm saying. We are ready. We are ready to give the vaccine to the staff. This is not a situation where anybody is considered bottom of, of the pile. No, and that was an unfortunate yeah, no, uh, okay. way of putting it. I apologise for that. Completely, yeah. I completely mm-hmm. accept your apology. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say is everybody mm-hmm. deserves the vaccine mm-hmm. that works in this hospital. The SMT are pushing, we're ordering every single week for vaccines. Mm-hmm. They haven't arrived, Michael. And that's the shame in this situation, mm-hmm. that we have not been prioritised as a frontline hospital in this country. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, the rate of uh, the virus in the hospital is uh, pretty incredible. I think if you exclude maternity and uh, paediatrics, Dr. Coonahan said uh, about one in three patients in the hospital has it. Yeah, uh, it's it's Louth County, the county of, the county Louth, sorry, 
is one of the highest um, cases of, of positive COVID cases uh, in the country. Mm. And that also, you know, as you, you mentioned um, uh, just before I came on there about, you know, hospitals, maybe the, the larger Dublin hospitals getting a bigger supply. And, you know, you've got to prioritise the areas. I think that that are at highest level, as opposed to who's the biggest hospital. You know, it's, it, it should be prioritised in relation to the number of cases um, in the county, um, and that's the concern. And 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 really, you know, the staff, Michael. I just want to acknowledge the staff. They are absolutely amazing. You know, despite their fears for for themselves and for their families, um, they come in here every day. They're professional in, in, in what they're doing and, you know, they, they do not complain. But I suppose, mm. you know, when you're, when you think, and, it, and for personally, for me, it's been very difficult because, you know, up until last week, you know, I was, I was very happy with the prioritisation of the staff and I continue to be happy with the prioritisation of the staff. And I went around every staff last week here in maternity saying, we're next. You know, we're going mm. to be next week. We are going to be prioritised. And as somebody who has a very senior management role, you know, it's about being authentic, you know, and about people mm. believing and trusting you. And now I had to go back yesterday and say, I'm sorry, what I said last week isn't actually true. We're not getting the vaccine this week. And that is very difficult, you know, for staff to hear. It's very difficult for me to say. But it's not about this hospital, you know, our Lady mm. of Lourdes Hospital, not providing, you know, the vaccine. Of course not. No, no, no. We, we mm. don't have it, Michael. Mm. And, you know, if there's anybody listening out there who can influence us getting the vaccine here, you know, please, please do that because, we, you know, we, we deserve it. Frontline mm. staff deserve it. And it's not that the staff had unwarranted expectations uh, from what you're saying. It's that they had been told, promised, if you like, uh, but yes. that hasn't been fulfilled. Uh, and yes. that's and that's why they're angry. Yes, and I can say that I'm responsible for that, mm. uh, Michael. Because, well, you, you know, can only you can only pass on the information that's given yes. to you. In fairness, exactly. Uh, and what, it, what what information do you have now about when the vaccine will be made available, or, or are you afraid to tell us in case it's wrong? No. No, Michael, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'll be completely open and honest with you. I have no idea. Yeah. We, we, we know we were hopeful this week. You know, 1,700 ordered, as I said, that were completely clear, the staff in this hospital in Loud County and some of our GPs. Um, I, I don't know. But, and, and it's not because I don't want to tell you, Michael. It's because I actually don't know. I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful. Mm. You know, I'm very positive. Um, and I'm hopeful that we will get it. And what would be, you know, we were so excited. We were really excited in January mm. when we knew this was coming. This was, you know, the next step. You know, we, we put in all the steps last year. This is now the next step and possibly, you know, the final step in getting there. You know, uh, and the other, the, the other point uh, in relation to getting the vaccine is that you'd be excited to get it, uh, but it gives no protection for 11 days, they say. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, whilst you're a week or two behind, you're a week or two behind, plus that, that 11 days. Uh, and then after that, you have to wait another four weeks or so for the second jab, and that might be pushed out further. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose that's, and again, that's the, the biochemistry or, you know, the science behind it. Mm. That's the vaccine that, that is available at the moment. And, you know, while while we get the first vaccine and we await, you know, a second vaccine, the mm. second uh, round of it, we do everything that we're doing now. We protect ourselves through the PPE, our hand hygiene, our social distancing. You know, we, mm. we have the other measures in place. And what about the PPE that you have, Grania? Is there a higher grade of PPE on the COVID wards? Uh, if you're looking after a COVID-positive patient, like you would have full mm. PPE and a, and a mask called an FFP3, mm. um, while we're here um, on the ward, say, with, with non-COVID, we would be wearing their surgical masks. Mm. And, you know, in labour, you know, there's access to visors, yeah. masks, FFP2 masks, mm. uh, aprons, gowns. 
we, we have plenty of PPE. There's, there's no issue with, with Sure, PPE. but it's a higher grade on uh, the COVID wards. And I've heard it said that you might feel safer because of uh, the protection that you're given uh, to look after yourself if you're working on one of those wards than perhaps you would in maternity. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with that because okay. we've, we get our instructions from our microbiologists and our infection control team. And the level that's required, you know, we wear appropriate PPE, um, you know, for mm. the for the protocol that we're there with. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, look, at, we, we, we could balance this, you know, are you safer with full PPE with a COVID positive mm. person? You know, uh, yeah, but you're still looking after a COVID positive person. It's it's the situation you find yourself in. We, we have the appropriate PPE for the situation we find ourselves in. OK, you know, have you anyway. managed to say COVID free in maternity? No, 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 uh, Michael, um, especially, I suppose, last year, um, we had very few women, I have to be honest with you, who were COVID positive. But because of the rise in the community transmission, we've had a, a, a large increase in the number of women attending here who are COVID positive. But we're ready for them. We're ready. We know what to do. Um, we're well trained. Uh, we've great experience, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, we have great experience in it now. The staff have been amazing. Um, and I, I, again, it's that safety message I do want to get across, Michael, mm, that we mm. are ready for women who are out there. Please don't stay at home if you have any concerns, you know, especially about your, your baby's movement. Mm. Come in to us. We're ready. We're safe. Um, and, and we want to care for you. Sure thing. But that comes back, I suppose, to the concerns that the staff have. They are working with patients who have COVID. Can you give us any indication uh, of how many patients or what percentage of uh, the patients would have the virus? Oh, Michael, I suppose, what percentage? Less than 1% I suppose, okay. of our women attendant Very good. Um, mm. would be. But I suppose it's, mm. it's, you know, you don't always know, Michael. You mm. know, that's, that's, mm. it's like anybody walking around. You don't, you don't always know. But we take all the precautions we can um, to ensure the safety of the women and, and the staff who are looking after them. Okay, well, I... I know that uh, people are, are uh, very fond of all of uh, the staff uh, and with very good reason because it's wonderful work that you do and uh, you bring an awful lot of uh, joy or accompany people uh, through a time of uh, an awful lot of joy as uh, New Lives centre into the world uh, and hopefully your staff will be protected and vaccinated very soon, Gronia. And, and Michael, I just want to say thank you for asking me on because it is an important topic and I just want to again acknowledge staff concerns mm. And I support them 100%. And we, we await the day that the vaccines uh, come. And maybe you'll invite me back on again to tell you a good news story that, they're, that we're all vaccinated. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be delighted. Uh, and uh, just to reiterate that message as well uh, to uh, women listening to us uh, this morning, if they're uh, expecting their baby uh, and they have appointments uh, or need to go to the hospital, to have no fear in doing so, as you say, you're fully prepared uh, and ready for them and have all of uh, the protection measures in place. Grania, thank you very much indeed for speaking to us. Thanks, Michael. Take care. You too. Okay, thank you. That's uh, Grania Milner, who's uh, Director of Midwifery for the hospitals in County Louth and also for our Ladies' Hospital in Navan. Michael Michael Reed on LMFM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.